Welcome to Why It Matters, a podcast series where The Straits Times takes a close look at one key news talking point each week. In July, National Development Minister Lawrence Wong said that the latest cooling measures for the Singapore property market in the form of higher additional buyer stamp duty or ABSD rates and tighter loan limits were introduced because of concerns that the sharp recovery in private home prices is running ahead of economic fundamentals. I'm your host Ernest Lewis and today I'm with correspondents Rachel Aoyong and Grace Leong who cover the public and private housing market. Hi Grace, hi Rachel. Hello. So Grace and Rachel, I just want to run you by this fact. History shows that the new private property prices fell only slightly in the immediate aftermath of ABSD measures implemented in December 2011 and January 2013. Now they recovered to their original levels about five months later. What about now? Do you feel that things have cooled down? Well, things have definitely cooled down. This past weekend, in fact, at Daintree, apparently the um, sales have been a lot slower for this um, initial launch. And Daintree Residence is a pretty important project because it's the first new launch that came about after the ABSD measures were introduced. And on top of that, more collective sale tenders are also closing without being sold in the last few weeks. And one tender has even been called off by a developer. Developers are also putting off launches, especially for the high-end projects like South Beach Residence and Jovell. So yes, things have definitely cooled off. And in fact, the um, analysts are saying that things will get even cooler and it might take a little longer to recover because of the uh, uncertainty over the trade war as well as the rising interest rate environment. What, what are the latest discounts being dangled out there, Grace? Right now, it seems it's kind of hard to tell because there is no benchmark to go by, but the ads are showing like early bird discounts of 5%. But I guess we can only tell when the URA numbers come out in the third quarter what the discounts really are. But definitely, anecdotally, I'm hearing 3 to 5%. Rachel, how do you see things now in the market about almost a month later? With Grace, I think we won't really know the full impact until the HDB results come in. We're also entering the third quarter, which is traditionally when we will see fewer transactions because it's the ghost month. So it will also be hard to tell the full impact. But... I am hearing that a lot of people who are trying to buy flats in the next two to three months, um, whether these are your HDB upgraders or your first-time buyers, there's a sense of uncertainty in the market. So because of things like the new title loan limits, right, okay. you're essentially having to fork out more cash. If you're a young couple or your HDB upgraders stuck in the middle trying to upgrade to a fancier flat, you might have to redo your calculations. So that is sure to have an impact. And I think that it's a very big possibility that we would see fewer transactions in this next quarter as we figure out what the next step is. Yes, and that's a very good point that you raised. But there are also alternatives that HDB upgraders have. Say if they're buying a $1 million condo, naturally with the title loan to value limits, they would have to cough up at least 50000 more. So they could opt to either go to a new smaller condo or maybe turn to the older private resale market, which is still good. In fact, it should be even better now that the on-block fever seems to have slowed and more resale units are hitting the market again. Or they can even go to the HDB resale flats, which have seen an increase in transaction volume going by the latest SRX data. So these are all options that they have on the table. And also, it doesn't really take that many HDB households to absorb this new home 
supply. I mean, all it takes is really one percent of one million households, which is like ten thousand, to take up the ten、um, to twelve thousand new home supply that comes out per year. And if these households have stable jobs and they're secure, shouldn't be a problem. So I'm going to have to agree with Grace.、Yeah. Um, so there is, are possibilities. I mean, there are possibilities. It's definitely not out of reach for for、um, buyers. Okay, that's good to know. Don't forget that HDB households still account for a large proportion of purchases in suburban projects. I mean, you just look at the statistics, right? So last year, in the last ten years, private property prices have risen by seventeen point four percent, but the median household income has actually risen sixty eight percent. So you can actually buy more relative to the rise of the prices. Overall, I do think that the the measures are a good thing, even if we're in this flux for now. Private property market is starting to get hot. I'm sure Greece will be able to attest to that. And for new first-time buyers, this is a good thing, right? Because if the prices slow down overall, as an individual buyer, you would be able to purchase a flat that you could live in. I think the biggest people who are unhappy would probably be the developers who may now have to recalibrate when their sales are going up,、um, whether they have to do some discounts. Yeah, that's a very good point. In fact, a lot of people are looking at how Traver is going to perform. That's the project at Potong Pasir. Word on the street is that it might be going at fifteen hundred to sixteen hundred at the launch this weekend, which is the lowest we have seen <laughs> since Park <laughs> Colonial Sterling Residence and Daintree, which are all going at seventeen hundred to eighteen hundred per square foot. So, if Traverse pricing really is that low, the question now is what would that mean for the future launches after Traverse, which are probably going to come out after Ghost Month?、Mm-hmm. So,、um, and Ghost Month, of course, is this month, right? Uh, Mid August, end of yeah. August, yeah. Okay. To September. The seven month phenomenon. Yeah, nobody does any deals. <laughs> <laughs> Only、Although、in Singapore. I've also heard there's one developer that might be launching, but we've yet to figure out who that is. Okay. <laughs> What about the couples that you've spoken to,、uh, that you featured in your stories? I mean, do they sort of give you any feelings, and what are the strategies that they are thinking of, Rachel? So definitely, people are readjusting. Like I said, the new measures would definitely force you to rethink the amount of money you have on hand. This is cash we're talking about, and and it, we could always do it more cash, right? In this case, the calculations that we have have done. So, for example, if you're trying to buy a four-room resale flat in Amokyo, in the last quarter, this the median price of such a flat. This is for HDB flat. The median price of such a flat was four hundred fifty-two thousand dollars. So, what this actually means that with the new measures, you have to cough up a hundred and thirteen thousand dollars in cash and CPF savings. That's twenty-two thousand six hundred dollars more than before the announcement. So, think about it. Like, do you have twenty-two thousand to spare on top of what you already have to put out? Especially if you're new to the workforce, right? Exactly.、Yeah. Yeah. So、um, you would probably have to recalculate a lot of things. Maybe, like Grace said, get a smaller flat, buy an older flat that may be slightly cheaper. Okay, thanks a lot, Grace and、uh, Rachel. Really good stuff. There, we will be watching the Singapore property scene closely for the next few months.、Uh, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thank you. Till the next episode of Why It Matters. Do send us your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. There are also more podcasts on various topics at the Straits Times and the Business Times.